We pray right now that through today's message and our time of discussion together, our time of prayer and celebrating what's good going on in our lives today, that each of us just find ourselves in a new space of enjoying the presence of God and enjoying the presence of God that's within us, that's within the people that are surrounding us in this room, in this space that we're in right now. We just ask that through today's gathering, each of us just feels that warm embrace, but not just feels that we can be inspired and even begin to fill ourselves to a place of overflowing with that understanding, that awareness of your indwelling spirit in each of us. We ask these things right now. Amen. Um, good morning. Uh, I want to talk about being um, f- living a life of being like filled to overflowing and then giving from the overflowing. Um, because it's something that I find myself in uh, this season of life of going back and like desperately needing to fill up to overflowing because of doing things incorrectly. And I think um, uh, people inspired, as each of us are, to love others differently, to be generous with our time and gifts and talents and, and abilities, we can find ourselves, if we're not living from a place of overflow, like running dry. And that's what it was like for me. I mean, I've been... Uh, the beginning of February, it'll be 10 years that I've been since I was ordained and been a minister. And, um, and I, love, I, I love what I do. I love giving into people. But there's such an interesting thing when we give and we give and we give. Uh, uh, I don't know if, if, if you're like me and maybe I've never run out of gas, but I've probably come so close in my car. Like, I don't know. Because you're always like, I see it, the little light comes on. I always hit the little um, odometer so I can start counting. I'm like, I know I got 30, 30 miles at least. So. And I'll run it right to the 30. I'm like, okay, it's time to pull over and get gas. And then you fill it up, and you're like, I didn't even think the tank was, could hold that much. All right, this is great. So now I got gas again, and I can start going. And, um, but I, I swear it's, it's crazy luck that it hasn't run out. The sad thing is I think the opposite has happened to me many times in my life, over and over and over again, where... I've hit that empty and kept going. The little light came on, like, Luke, you should do something about this. Like, you need to fill yourself up. And I don't. And I keep going and keep going until you find yourself just, like, either ill or so stinking tired or cranky or whatever happens. Um, And this is a pattern that I think I've repeated, just thinking, okay, I just need to fill myself up again. And we keep going. But filling myself up again was, like, more like I would pour some in until there was enough where it looked like, okay, I got some for me and I got some to give. And that's all. Like, I've got just enough gas where I can share something with someone else and going from that. And it wasn't from a place of overflow where I was completely filled at all times and doing it. Um, and so that, I think, can cause some problems that we're going to talk about today and also some inspiration why to maybe go the opposite direction than this, what the scriptures say about it. Um, I was at my meditation retreat that I, I took uh, last month and they talked a lot about needing to live your life from a place of overflow. Um, It reminded me of this hymn my grandmother used to sing all the time uh, that I've heard. I mean, this is old school, but it's fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. 
Fill my cup. Fill it up. A verse on it says, Like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things I could not satisfy, and then I heard my Savior speaking, Draw from my well, the well that shall never run dry. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Man, I can hear her voice singing this as I do this. She had this like beautiful, like almost not beautiful because it had that like almost rasp and like wither to it where it would, it would rumble around a little bit. But in that, it was so beautiful. One of those like Bob Dylan kind of voices. And Grandma, just so beautiful. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup. Fill it up and make me whole. Because there are millions in this world who are seeking for pleasures and earthly, that earthly goods afford, but none can match this wondrous treasure that I can find in Jesus Christ my Lord. So my brother, if the things that this world gives you leaves hungers that won't pass away, my blessed Lord will come and save you. If you kneel to him and humbly pray, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Now, I don't know what it is that makes us just want to fill it up a little bit and then give from that and keep going. I think maybe it's an inward desire of, of maybe we don't think it's, we're worth it. Maybe we think it's just kind of selfish to live from this place of overflow. Like, oh, I can't pour into myself that much. That just seems excessive. I'm sorry, I'm pausing for a moment. There is something like blowing immense heat on me. And so if I just turn into a puddle of sweat, just know it's just part of the deal. I'm just filling up to overflow. And, um, yeah, we don't, we don't allow ourselves to go into overflow. I've seen people almost get there and be like, oh, I've spent so much time on myself, I've got to stop. You're like, no, you're almost to where you need to be. And we stop right there. For some reason, we think this is all we're willing to go. There's these great lines in the scriptures that talk about being in Christ or filled with Christ. This is be being filled with the Spirit of Jesus on the inside of us. It's this constant well, this river it talks about, this waterfall getting filling us constantly. And it talks about being in the river. Well, if you're in the river, your, your cup, seriously, if you take a cup in the river, it's, it's obviously being completely overflowed. It's not, you're not just coming up and grabbing a little thumbtack worth you're you're in and you're grabbing this the times that i get to spend in the ocean where you just dive in and you get to you can't see anything on the other side luckily we have lake superior which is just as good because you can't see the other side it's just so vast and immense there's so much water that's the largest freshwater lake on this globe it's two hours north of us and it's a a fantastic way to just sit in silence and see the immense provision that god has all around us but it's this this realizing that if we're to love people, if we're to walk and be the hands and feet of the divine, if we're going to do anything to someone else, it has to come from a place of overflow. Now this is a glass cup, and most of the cups we use for drinking and things when we think about this are permeable, and so they make sense to us. But when the scriptures were written, they weren't using glass and maybe a little bit of ceramic, but even that didn't have glazes that kept it waterproof. You see these scriptures that talk about old wineskins and new wineskins and you should use a new wineskin because it won't break and it's not brittle and it's not cracked or they used wooden cups but these cups that they used and this, these leather bags that they had they had to stay hydrated you had to keep something in it or it would dry out and it would get brittle and it would absorb anything and you, you didn't want it to absorb anything because you didn't want toxins or poisons getting into it well, our body is the same way if you, 
let yourself get depleted all the way. You're just inviting either this dryness or this ability to soak up the stuff that you don't want in there any longer. You don't want to be a part of you. You don't want that negativity or the energy that's going on at work or the society around you or your neighborhood or the politics that we're in right now. If we're getting absorbed by this stuff, it's because our, we're empty. We're not filled to overflowing. We aren't completely absorbed with no room for any of this to get in with something else in our life. We've allowed ourselves to live from this place of just, just filling enough to keep us going. Just putting a little bit back in to get to the next step. And then we, we, we get low, we see that little light come on, like the gas tank, and we're like, I better put a little more back in. Or we drive on it like I do right to the last minute and be like, Shh, any moment now we're going to crash if this doesn't happen, so I better do it. And we almost pride ourselves in the ability to do this. Like, I got this rhythm down where I never really crash. I just make it back in and like, this is my life rhythm. I've got balance, I've got rhythm. You have balance and rhythm as you're rolling down a hill that's keeping your head from bleeding so bad that you're dying. It's, it doesn't mean it's a good thing, though. It's this free fall in the wrong direction. And honestly, uh, I don't know how long it'll take for you, but for me, 10 years in, and I hit this wall where it was like, shoot, I, got, I, I, I blew it. I let it run too dry now. And now I'm in this process of filling back up again. And man, I tell you, the guilt comes so much when you're like, like, there's so many times I would love to hang out with friends, but I'm like, if I hang out with friends again tonight, I don't have the energy I'm, I'm going to need. People are going to, I'm going to be drained and tomorrow's going to suck and I don't have any overflow. And so I'll go home and just focus on me. And like last night I took a bath and I'm meditating and just relaxing, made myself tea and just chilling out great. And there's this, these thoughts inside like the whole night was wasted doing all this stuff for yourself. And you're it's just so interesting how if we pay attention to this, like it's built into us that we shouldn't fill ourselves up this way. We shouldn't go that far. We shouldn't let it be to overflow because that seems excessive. We shouldn't live that way. And I want to protest and, and say that maybe that's something we, we need to find. Maybe that's what God's talking about. The kingdom of heaven is already among us. It's here to be tasted and, and taken advantage of. It's right here, but we're like, well, I'm just not worthy yet or I don't have time for it yet, or it seems excessive, and we don't ever enter that place. We don't allow ourselves to fill that much where we get to experience the Spirit of God filling us so full that we can't contain it. It has to come out. It has to keep going. It just spills everywhere. We do these infusions at the bar where we take a bottle of liquor and we pour it into something bigger and we put a bunch of, like I did one with gin and spices and and has lemon in it and a bunch of other citrus rind to give it flavor and you let it sit for a week and it builds all this flavor and then you strain it and pour it back into the bottle and it's never, it, the, the, all the fruits and spices absorb some of that liquid so when you're pouring it back in you never have to worry, it always goes, you, you, you don't have to pay attention and so I've, I've done this for probably, you know, several years. I've been at this company for four and a half years, and so I'm getting the infusion ready, and I'm pouring it and talking to it. I'm not paying attention at all. Got the bottle turned upside down. It's going to the other one, and they're like, it's, it's overflowing everywhere, dude. And I'm like, look down, and it is. It's going. I'm like, how is there this much liquor in here? Like, this is one bottle. It should be less than this next bottle. And it reminded me again of this conversation I'm having. It's just so shocking for people to see something overflowing. It seems like it jars us. It's it doesn't make sense. It's, it's something we're not used to. 
We'll stop it. We don't take a tub at home and jump in and just let it go everywhere. Like, no, no, no. We've got to be so careful not to let it overflow. I think it's like subliminally built into us in so many ways. But what if we just did it? What if you dove in? When I was in Indonesia, so many of these pools are these, in, these infinity pools where it is like right up to the line. So you jump in and there is like water going everywhere. And there is something so cathartic about it. Like part of me is like, this is a waste of water. I'm sure it's coming back in. But then there's another part of me that is just, it's so beautiful to see that much the excess that can just run off into somewhere else. And they had these, this one, I went to this waterfall, and on top of the waterfall they have these pools that like pyramid into each other. And so it, as you jump into the one, it spills over, but it's like a waterfall into the next pool down, and it just keeps going. And they had this beautiful kind of symbol there, and it just reminds me of how we're supposed to be, this jumping in to this river of God's presence where it overflows into the next one of us then. And it falls to the next one then because they're getting our overflow. And they're at this place where they're so full that it now is overflowing out of them as well. And it just keeps going. It just keeps filling and flowing. And it's not that place where we allowed ourselves to get so dry that we're brittle now and something's messed up. And I know it's, it's like it with boots. If you have leather boots in the winter, you've got to keep them oiled. Otherwise, they're going to absorb all the salt and all the crap and they're going to get all crack cracked up and messed up. And so maybe boots is an analogy that will work for you. Maybe cutting boards. Like if you've got a nice wooden cutting board, you've got to keep it oiled. Otherwise, it's going to stain easy and just absorb all kinds of bacteria and crap. Like it's the same with us. We can't let ourselves run dry. But at the same point, we should let ourselves be so filled up that it's just running off. It just, it just spills over from us into the next person, into something else. So what would that look like in your life today? Do you even know what it tastes like to get even close to the top? What that feels like? Is it, do you feel resistance even as I talk? Like, I don't have the time for that. I couldn't allow myself to do that. What would it be for you? What, what would be those things that would fill you up that much that would do it? Maybe it is the hot bath. I had like essential oils in there and I got like as much Epsom salt as I could put in just to help me relax. If I would have had a little battleship, it would have been in there with me. Uh, but I was chilling out. I was relaxing. I was reading. There was great music on, and I allowed that. Maybe our society says Doug can't take a, a sexy bath and because it looks weird. I don't know what the words to use, but uh, you can only take showers, Doug. That's the man thing to do. In and scrub-a-dub-dub, and out you go. But I don't know. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe some of you, it's uh, a glass of wine then at nighttime or a great tea or relaxing. But there's so much we need to do to just take care of ourselves so that we can fill this. I think one of the other things is I hear my mom and my grandma sing this song all the time, fill me up, God. But then they would do nothing to fill themselves up. They would be like, it's going to come from him. It's like that dumb joke about the person in the flood who's on the roof being like, please save me. And he brings a helicopter and a boat. And like, no, God's going to save me. And I think sometimes our cries for fill me up with your spirit are the same stupid cries. It's like you have two hands and two feet. You have a brain. And you have a spirit that's leading and guiding you. How do we fill up? We slow down. We meditate. We take care of ourselves. We eat good, healthy food. We sleep more. We watch things that are going to uplift us, something that's going to make us laugh or make us think differently or make us feel peaceful, that aren't stressing us out. Or um, We take care of ourselves and we trust that as we're doing this, as we're guided to take care of ourselves, that God is filling us, that the divine is recharging us and recharging us so much that we have excess that spills back into everyone else. 
If we lived this way, even if a fraction of us lived this way, the effects, the ripple effects are so beautiful if you start thinking about what can happen with it, how amazing it can be. We had this old wooden boat at my cabin that it would sit out and then you'd want to use it, but you couldn't use it right away. You'd have to stick it in the water and it would have to absorb enough water to become waterproof again because it sat and it dried. And if you got too impatient, like kids are a bunch of times, you're like, we'll just go. It'll start being great. And you're like bailing water out of this thing because it's like you're going down already. It takes so long. It takes so long for this boat. You really should have left it for a few days to let it get airtight again and like absorb all it needed to to just even come back to being waterproof so it wasn't absorbing anything else, let alone now it can hold water and, and be buoyant and, and full. In our own life, I don't think we realize the time it takes. I think we're so used to being here that we don't realize the effort it's going to take to be here. And I think God is giving us permission. Fill and keep filling yourself with the Spirit of God. In Christ, you're a new creation, but in Christ means he's dwelling in us. He's overflowing out of us. The eminence of who God is is spilling from us because it's so filled in the inside of us. Not just a little, I'm going to take a Fig Newton-sized bite of this this morning or what we're eating is just our communion bread and wine that reminds us, oh yeah, God is in there somewhere. This is good. He loves me. It can be guilt that holds us back. We think we're unworthy, but this is always here. This river is in front of us at any moment. We can just dive into it, but we need to start taking it seriously. You need to love yourself and know that God loves you that much for you to even be able to even understand what it's like to love someone else. I was thinking about Allie this week with these kids that she's teaching, and it's a rougher year, and... um, how difficult it must be to stay filled in a situation like that. But then these kids and these families that are in middle school that are going on, like how dry are the wells at their homes? That they're just living this way, that all that's left is to absorb negativity or anger or whatever is going on because there's not something filling them to the place where it can overflow with life, with excitement, with joy. Kids should be running around, having fun, getting in trouble for being silly and, and smiling too much, not being filled with the negativity of our society around us. It's, it just reminds us that, that we're not taking care of ourselves. We've gotten too busy. We've gotten too fast of a culture. We've given too many excuses where I'll get to that later or I'll get to vacation and I'll fill up with vacation. I don't know how much of us have been there. And after vacation, you're like, I'm a million dollars. This is great. And you make it like a week or two after vacation. You're like, I could use another vacation right now. All that is is a gentle tap on the shoulder that says your self-care is way, 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 way out of whack and needs to be turned around. If we really want to be used, if we want to be effective, if we want to love the world in a different way, if we want to give to people who have need, we have to do it from overflow. If it's not from overflow, it's for the season and you see burnout. You see these volunteers who get excited and passionate about a cause. Maybe it's homelessness or maybe it's uh, sex trafficking or something that or bulimia and little kids that shouldn't be worried about their image and they get they dive right in and they see the need and they just pour and pour and pour and all of a sudden they tap out they have nothing left and they're out for years until they find something else that they're excited about and usually they can never go back to that old love because it just it broke them because they weren't doing it right they weren't taking care of themselves they weren't living from this place of overflow We see these texts that tell us that the kingdom of God is here. 
among us now that at any moment we can take this breath, that it's not your performance, your behavior that, that allows you to earn it. It's, it's there freely given to each and every one of us, but it is our behavior and our patterns and our lifestyles that will allow us to like actually let it absorb into us, to let it fill us up, to let us overflow, to live from that place where, man, this, this is good. What is missing right now? Absolutely nothing. I'm so filled with just the presence of God who loves me just the way I am and wants to fill me so full, not just for me, he wants to fill you so full so that you can give to someone else. It's a so that, it's so it can spill over. Spilling over that kind of excess is so beautiful when you see it done right, when you see someone that's taking care of themselves so well that there's just so much extra to give. And so I'm not sure what it is, but I definitely know that in my state this last year, I've, I was so dry that I've had to watch so much more of other things. I've even had to watch my diet. Like, yes, I reward myself with certain things. I still love a glass of whiskey from now and then, and I love my pipe, but I used to do it weekly or a couple times a week, and now it's once or twice a month because I see the effects. I've, I've, I'm, I'm still brittle. I'm not absorbed. I'm like that old wooden boat at the cabin. I need to get waterproof before I can allow too much to go on. I know that it, would, it sounds amazing to eat like three pizzas and a whole container of Oreos, but seriously, that stuff will mess up my entire next week now. And I know I'm at such a low place that I, I sense the effects of it so much more than other things, but you, you realize then that they do play a role in my life, and I do have to take care of myself more if I want to be able to be able to give and keep on giving and flourish. And right now it's just I have to do it more than anyone else just because I'm at a place where I have to keep filling up. And so I'm, I need to practice even more diligently than someone else. But for the rest of us, like, what is it going to be? Like, I try to not turn on the TV unless it's going to be comedy. If I can't laugh, I, I don't want to. Or if it's not something like an inspiring documentary that will get me going, I, I, can't, I can't even be around it. Like, I just can't. I have nothing that it can pull or drain from me. I've got to shut the news off in, in some sense, but I try to have people that tell me positive things that happen in the, the news or things that I know I need to find out or learn about because I've just had to protect this so much more, protect this energy so I can allow myself to fill with God so I can give back again to something else. What if we did that? What if we were a community that like at least 70% of us made sure that we were overflowing all the time because it's life and there's going to be these moments where we have these dips, but then... There's more of us filled to overflowing than there are those that are having the dips or the moments where things are chaotic or we're, we're giving so much of ourselves because there's so much need around us that we need others to pour into us. Who are those people in your life that you're around them and you feel energy? You feel, and even if it's not like, like don't think energy is like something hyper, but you feel f- like refreshed, filled. You could just hang out eating good food and talking about it, or just even being in each other's company, listening to music, and you just find that there's something about being with those people that just draw you closer. Like We need to schedule some times with them and get that going. How many people that you know in your life suck you dry every time you're with them? Maybe you need to temper that situation, that relationship, the amount of time you spend. I'm not saying cut them out. Unless you're that unhealthy, you might need to cut them out for a season. And do it lovingly and find a way to... But You've got to start watching this and managing this. Do you even know? I want you to ask yourself this question. Like, close your eyes, everyone, right now. What do you think of when we think of being filled up? 
what comes to mind, what feelings come to mind. What emotions does it make you feel when you're filled? Do you even know what it feels like to, to be overflowing? And overflowing for more than a day or a week that this seemed to be an entire month, longer than a vacation would last, where you're just so filled that it keeps going. Now I want you to imagine that that feeling, without you doing absolutely anything, every person you come in contact with, it just latches onto them. Like they get a piece of it. Because it's overflowing from you. That doesn't take effort. It wasn't you trying. It's just everyone you touch, everyone you come in contact with, it just is contagious. Something happens. You can open your eyes again. Our, our, our logo is a dandelion that's gone to seed. A seed. One of the craziest seeds that we usually hate because that little bastard, if it gets off that stem and gets out there, like it can grow anywhere. Anywhere, in any conditions. It's crazy the thing that it can do. But it's also super inspiring that that little tiny flower can produce, it seems like a billion seeds that just go out from it and turn into other things that just keep sprouting and growing. And this is what the life of the Spirit on the inside of you is like. Now maybe we take care of our body really well or we try to take care of our mind, but we also have that heart, we have our spirit, we have that soul side of us that needs some kind of nourishment. A lot of times found in stillness. A lot of times found in maybe just reading and rereading things that affirm how much you're loved and appreciated by God so that you get that deep down on the inside and you live from that knowing, knowing how loved, how perfect you are. This isn't a place you need to find an elusive, if we go to that camp or if I set things up just right, this is always on the inside of you to tap into. It's just finding the space to do it. It's all about time again. I say it myself and I've been watching it. I'm watching how much I say I'm tired or I'm watching how much I say I'm busy because it is... It's, I, it's, I think they're the two things I hear from people the most everywhere, and I think I say it too much as well. But we're inviting these things in the more we just keep saying it and saying, I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm tired, I'm busy. Instead of, no, I'm, I'm recharging. I'm, I'm finding moments to recharge myself. I'm finding moments to be inspired. I am feeling full of love, full of energy, I've got God living on the inside of me and spilling out. I'm watching what I'm saying. And you don't want to sound like a dork maybe sometimes, so don't say anything. But don't say something horrible then. That You're not just busy or tired. If you are, if you notice yourself saying that, that should be a, a huge bell that is just clanging in your head that says, okay, if I'm needing to say these things again and again, like something is wrong. And that something is wrong is God doesn't want me to be this way. He loves me so much. He loves all of us so much. What if we lived differently? You go to this cult, I go to, to Indonesia and I'm looking at these people and they're so happy and they have nothing. But then I look at their lifestyle and it's so simple and slow. It's not chaotic. They take time to just hang out and cook a meal and slow down and enjoy the night. And you wonder why it doesn't seem like you're completely drained and waste and there's nothing left. And then I look at our society and it's like, well, I've got a million hobbies that I've got to stay connected to because I've got to post the pictures on the gram because people are watching and I want them to see how cool I am, and so I'm going to keep this stuff up. Or it's work, and we think we need the money, or we think we, we, they're going to fire us if we set boundaries with them. Your job is not going to fire you if you set boundaries. They'll probably respect you more. And if it is a place that's going to fire you for setting healthy boundaries, then 
trust God to find something better because this is not the place for you. He does not want you in a place, I shouldn't say he, she does not want you in a place that is draining you, sucking the life out of you until there's nothing left. There's something better and let's trust for that. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, I bet you 95% of the time you're going to find most of your boundaries are going to work and it's just you telling yourself they're not going to do it. And no one else is trying it, so why would you do it? They want you healthy. There's actually only so much they can do to fire you. Like you, you, can, you can be assertive with what you need. We just need to start trusting that we can do these things. We can ask for what we need. We can go after trusting God wants this for me. trying to think if there was anything else. I had so many amazing verses, but I just trusted that the right ones would come up when we were here. I think it's just having that faith again. I think of that story of Peter walking on the water to Jesus where it's like, come out to me. Like, just trust that you can do these things. And Peter's like, oh, this is going great. And he sinks. I think if we're in this place of being so, think of that boat again, and we're so not waterproof because we're not filled up with him that there's, there's not much he could ask us to do that we wouldn't just start sinking right away because we're not, we don't have enough on the inside right now. It looks great for a moment. The effort is amazing. You are being the hands and feet of Jesus. You just don't have the energy to do it. And so I want to inspire us today to take extra time for ourselves, to do those things, no matter how long it takes. And actually at the beginning, it's probably going to take more time and once you get this down and it's going to get going and you're going to feel guilty and you're going to feel like this is too much and you need a buddy. Find someone, if it's in your house or in the community, that can keep reassuring you it's not too much. Just keep pouring into yourself until you can sustain the overflow. Like it keeps coming. And yes, there will be moments where it's going to dip you down and you can find your rhythm again then. But we need to get, we need to almost overbear this for a while so that we get used to what it feels like to overflow and give from that. I just wonder how beautiful our actions could be in the 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 effects of what we can do. I've seen the effects of loving generosity and labor and giving to people, but I've, I've, I've only barely glimpsed those same effects happening from a place of overflow and not just, okay, I got a little bit I can give from. And so if something from that little bit can look so beautiful, what if we magnify that times infinity, times the power of God on the inside of us, the love of God filling us up? What could that really do? What could it feel like to walk in and sense that? You can, you can sense someone. You can see it in their eyes, that energy, that life, that something going on. There's, there's something about them. What if you walk into a church community, and, and like I said, 70% of us are doing that, so the other ones, you can just tell who needs that hug, who needs that energy, who needs to sit next to you that morning and get the love. I've talked for 30 minutes now, so I'm going to stop and let us dialogue and discuss this, but... Uh, let's pray, and then we'll go into discussions. I want to hear what you think about this. What makes it hard for you? What makes it easy? Does it sound inspiring? Um, God, we pray right now that whatever obstacles are keeping us from letting ourselves be filled by you, letting your river just flow into us, just standing under that waterfall of your grace and your love, Whatever it is, whether it's time, or we don't think we're worthy, or it's just bad lifestyle choices we've been making, whatever things there, we just ask that you illuminate that to us and just break down those barriers. Help us to move past 
those chains that have held us back and move into a place of just constantly being aware of your presence on the inside of us, being filled with that healing, anointing salve that just comes from you, that just takes care of us, that fills us up so we're waterproof. We don't absorb the negative energy that's around us, but we just overflow with your love and your goodness and your light. And it spills into every single person we come in contact with. And we can't absorb any negativity they have because we're already overflowing. There's no room for us to pick up anything else. And so we just ask that as we dialogue and we talk and we discuss that little things would come out. Maybe things we need to be honest with that we're struggling with that are holding us back. Maybe little techniques that we've wanted to try or have tried that work well for us that will inspire the person sitting next to us. Give us courage to talk and share today in a way that will get each of us to a place where we live this out more fully, where we can actually be your hands and feet, where we can experience the kingdom of heaven in such a way that we don't have to convince someone into it. They just come in contact with us and they experience it as well. It's like that dandelion seed. It just spreads with the smallest breath of a whisper. It just goes off and starts growing and producing and bringing your kingdom more and more. We thank you for that right now. Amen.